Hello, writers. This is a podcast about NaNoWriMo where we get you ready for November. I'm Liz Leo. And I'm Christina Horner. And this is How to Win NaNo. As a reminder, Liz and I are not actually affiliated with NaNoWriMo in any way. We've just won a lot. So we've got a pretty good listener question this week that I'm um, pretty excited to talk about, actually. So this is from Blackthorn City 8 who uh, sent us a message saying, I have a question regarding the middle of a book. How do you stay consistent and keep going when your idea changes and your story becomes all over the place? It's something I'm really struggling with and is holding me back. Ooh, that's a good question. I know. It's a big one, right? It is a big one. I feel like this is a lot of my struggles around this time in NaNo. It's yeah. a very apropos question. Yes. And there's a reason we put it right here in the season, because I feel like a lot of people might be struggling with this similar kind of problem right about now. So I hope I hope that some of the things that we can talk about in this episode will help people, mm-hmm. um, if not fix their problems, at least figure out how to put a bandaid on them to be able to get to their 50,000 words for the month, because that's really the most important yeah, um, thing. I think it's an interesting idea to look at your idea changing versus your story becoming all over the place because those are separate things that can happen at the same time. That's totally true. So the question here just says, like, how do you stay consistent and keep going when your idea changes? Um, but your idea changing and your story becoming all over the place, mm-hmm. like, the, like you said, they're different. So your idea changing could be that you were inspired in a different direction and maybe you had planned out your novel and you thought it was going one way, but then, you know, something happened in your writing and you realized there's this whole thing over here that you want to explore. And that can be a totally healthy, good, exciting thing to have happen. And it can be a little scary if you, you know, especially if you're a planner to deviate from mm-hmm. the like roadmap that you had given yourself. But if you are feeling inspired and you want to follow it and chase it, you should totally do that. That's a different problem from maybe say you have an outline and you're realizing that something isn't working mm-hmm. and you need to change things up, but you don't really know how to because you you have this plan and then you really can start to feel overwhelmed and, and frustrated. And so I think knowing that those are two sort of different things mm-hmm. is a good place to start in kind of figuring out which one is happening to you and what you need to do. So digging down maybe into the all over the place, like what does that mean when things sort of feel like they, your idea and your story has, uh, what what is it, becomes all over the place, which is, in, I, I think, a, a generalization that we can dig down into because like does that mean that you feel like you're are you just disorganized? Are you like, maybe you need to do a little more planning? Or is it like, I don't know, there's there's a lot of meanings to what that can mean when you're in the midst of Nano. Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways that that can happen to people. As a planner, for instance, mm-hmm. I have felt this way when I have maybe over planned, mm. and then something isn't working. And then for me to change that thing, I feel like I have to unravel like this whole outline. Yep. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't know if I should go back and change things that I've already written or if I should just sort of let those things go for now and just move forward as if the new things were always there, knowing I'm going to have to fix it later. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that I struggle with mentally. Um, and that can be really overwhelming in nano where you're supposed to just keep writing and not look back. Um, But I imagine that someone who doesn't plan as much as I do might have a different way that they could feel like their story's all over the place. Yeah, as someone who is more of a pantser than a planner, one of the ways I feel like my story can become all over the place is when it just isn't 
hitting the feeling that I was going for or something that happens is I'm imagining this really in-depth cinematic thing in my head and then I write it and it just is it doesn't feel like the idea is jamming the same way that it was in my head I guess that's not necessarily like a, a, a thing of chaos maybe in a way that's feeling a little bit like let down by my idea yeah. but that can still be something that can make it hard for you to continue or actually for example um a couple years ago <clears throat> when I was working on this one story it like things literally went off the rails whereas in I was going to have this caravan go straight to this castle and they ended up in a cave somewhere else and it just <laughs> literally went off the rails but to me I guess that's what I love about writing and I tend to that's why I tend not to plan too much is I really love when my writing takes me to places I didn't understand and, and to be fair then uh, like I wrote this civilization in this cave and I when I went back to look at it I was like this is not this doesn't work I know I'm gonna have to rewrite this it's gonna have to be different but I just I think the thing about Nano, and I think you may be coming to the same conclusion, is just you got to keep going and know mm-hmm. you'll fix it later. Yeah. A big way that I help myself uh, do this, and this is something I think that comes from many years of writing and many years passing between writing and potentially coming back to a story. You know, I used to just sort of like write Nano, throw it to the side, not think about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, now that I've started um, revisiting some of my older work, you there's, there's nothing more overwhelming than opening up an old draft and being like, what was happening here? Because like, you know, the first half might not match the second half. You might switch tenses partway through. There's mm-hmm. like all sorts of notes on the side. You've got like four different outlines. You don't remember which one was the most <laughs> recent version of the outline. So that's something that I try to be cognizant of when I'm writing. I try to leave notes that are like, you know, this is what I was working on in this chapter. This is what's missing from this chapter. And oftentimes when I finish um, a nano for the year, and I think this will especially help, you know, if you're feeling like it's all over the place, you don't know what to do. I always leave myself a note Mm -hmm. that's like, read this first. Like, read me. So it's like anytime oh, cool. anytime you go back and you're like, what was happening? Where am I? What, like, what do I even need to start with to, like, think about the story again? I have a doc that's like, hey, you wrote two, two-thirds of this story. You feel like you came into your own in the second half. The first half needs these different motivations changed. This outline is the most recent one, but it needs some work. Like, you know, you just kind of put like, assuming that the person who will come back and look at this draft has no idea what you were doing, does not remember the like intricacies of the problems you were having. That at least helps me to like write those things, knowing that when I come back, I'll remember where I was. Yeah. I Have you ever gotten to a place where you feel like you're coming off the rails and just like stopped as in stopped that chapter, picked up somewhere else? Like, um, I mean, definitely. I'm usually not someone who skips around writing. I'm but not if, either. Yeah. But I have sometimes. Um, I, so I don't really skip around writing, but I will skip sections. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if I know like, hey, this is a whole chapter where like this is happening and I don't feel equipped to write this yet because I haven't like figured out this element I'll like leave a little summary that's like okay in this scene she's looking through a box of photos and she should be like thinking about all these things and I'm and I'm just like this this is slowing me down I need to just like leave a note and move on I'll do that sometimes and that's something Mm -hmm. that I started doing just a couple years ago and it has really helped me not lose steam Um, because sometimes you are just stuck on a scene and you it's not like the right moment you're not in the right headspace you don't really know what that scene needs and I often find it's so much easier to come back and fill that in later when you're in a different headspace and you know kind of where Mm -hmm. you were writing to Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. 
So that's maybe the closest. And then there, there is the year that I wrote 3,000 words of a novel, realized it was not working at all, and like <laughs> yeah. just started over. I mean, um, I did that w- one year with my sarsaparilla story. I mean, who knows? Maybe one of the things that you can learn is if you feel like you're getting, I mean, maybe not the middle, but you're getting to a point where it just feels like your ideas aren't staying with you maybe you're the type of person who needs to write asynchronously or Mm -hmm. you need to write out of order yeah and or maybe you're not writing out of order and the thing that would help you is to write out of order look at how you're processing those things as well you know and speaking to this specific question um this is actually so the story that i'm working on this year my north dakota story Mm -hmm. i wrote it a couple years ago for nano and there was a point in the middle where i realized like some of the things about my outline weren't working. I needed to like re redo some of the outline. And I also knew that I was only going to be able to finish about half the book. Um, so instead of just writing a little bit more to hit 50,000, what I actually ended up doing was I spent the last couple days of NaNo like outlining the chapters that I hadn't written. Mm. So like, it was just a way, it was a way to like, okay, I was feeling a little overwhelmed with the story. I knew I wasn't going to get to a point that I felt happy with ending. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would get to 50,000, but I wasn't going to like get in the story to any kind of like any kind of stopping point. So now when I go back and look at it, every chapter has like a little paragraph of what I, you know, thought was going to happen in that chapter. And I counted those words as nano words because yeah, I should. wrote them in November and it's what I worked on. And I got to 50,000 that way. Um, so that was another way, like, you know, if you're closer to the end of nano and you don't have so many words left, you can just count outlining time that you spend in November as writing because you're still working on the story. You're still making progress. Or if you, yeah, if you're in the middle, you stop, you spend a couple days doing 3000 words of outlining and then you feel like you're on a better track. Yeah. I just feel like for this particular person, the best thing I would recommend is like, look at what your process is. And I know this sounds dumb, but like maybe just give yourself the chance to try and do the opposite. Like, are you planning maybe too much and too tightly? Mm -hmm. Try and look at pantsing a bit. If you're not planning at all, spend some of your words outlining. Like yeah. Christina said, like, see what you're doing. And, and honestly, I'm a, I, I have varied my approach many times, but I think it's a good idea. And I think we've always mentioned it. Shake it up a little bit if yeah. you're getting to a point where you feel like you're not connecting with your idea the way you want to. And I think if, if the idea of your story changing and, like, the things that you already wrote feeling pointless or, like, mm-hmm. you're going to have to rewrite them anyway and you just want to go back and fix it and that's what's holding you back, a lot of times, like, I don't let myself do that. It's frustrating and I hate it and it's yeah. one of the huge struggles for me and Nano when that happens. But sometimes a way that I can compromise with myself is I will I'll go back to the beginning of um, the chapter that I'm working mm. on and I'll let myself go and edit like just that amount just to feel like, okay. And it's like, you don't have to write like net new words with the changes, but you can go back and just make some adjustments with the, just kind of to get into the flow mm-hmm. and then go forward from there. But like, I, I definitely do not recommend in Nano to try to go back and like redo no. the things you've already written to fit the new idea because that is work that you can do later. If you can just yeah. m- find a way to mentally be okay with the fact that like the first words are going to have to be edited. I mean, like secret, they were going to have to be edited anyway. Oh yeah, you're gonna, <laughs> you're, you're going to have to edit greatly everything if not rewrite yeah. what so that's you write something, anyway. Like, it is it is like a a disappointing thing to know that like things that you just wrote are already potentially like outdated if your idea changes mm-hmm. so drastically, but you just got to find a way to be okay with it being outdated 
yeah. a little bit so you can get more written. But like also, as we've mentioned, there are some last resort options. Say that you've gotten to a certain place on your story and you just realize, oh, it should have been in this person's perspective all the time. Just start again and yeah. count the words you wrote and yeah. start the story again if that's what you want to do. Like there's... You can always count and keep everything that you've written. Yeah, that year that I started over after I wrote 3,000 words, I definitely only did a strike through through those words and yeah. just started below them. I did not delete them until after November because that was still words I wrote even if, even if they didn't work out. I feel like every word you write that leads you to the words that could mm -hmm. someday be published or whatever your goal is for your writing are still useful words. Yeah. It, and you learned a lot. You learned more of the process. And I do also think the more you do it, the more practiced you are, the closer your writing will align with your ideas and with your outline or with just what you wanted it to seem like. Mm -hmm. um, again, especially when I first started, I felt like the tone or the feeling would get away from me or I would imagine all of these characters but then it's like wow I only put three in there what was it like I, I thought there would be like 10 like it felt like the cast was really lacking and those were problems that I had and and really I was going to continue to have until I kept writing and kept yeah. writing and writing and writing exactly and so you know even if this is your 10th try and you're still feeling like this one we all get that yeah <laughs> I did when I saw this I was like oh this is how I feel. And and also additionally, sometimes it's just how you feel in the middle of it because you're, you can't see the forest through the trees. You're stuck right in the middle of this forest of Nano and it's hard to see behind you. It's hard to see in front of you. It can feel very easy to feel lost. I feel like the 30 day limit of Nano is both like the best part of it and the worst part of it mm -hmm. because the fact that it's only 30 days means that it's easier to commit to it because it's like, I can do this for 30 days. Like, yeah. that is not, in the grand scheme of things, such a big percentage of my life. Like, I can try to do this thing for 30 days. But then also, if you have a problem like this, you're like, oh, my God, I only have 30 days. And mm -hmm. you can really feel trapped in the, like, oh, well, I started writing this thing this one way, and it's not working, and I'm already seven days in, and what do I do? Yeah. And so I think you have to remember, like, the beauty of the 30 days. Like, it, it, can, it can be a double-edged sword, for sure, that you only have 30 days. And... That's why, like, whatever it takes, you just have to find a way to move past those problems um, and, you know, either either find a fix or just commit to writing wrong the first time, knowing yeah. exactly what you need to do to fix it the next time. Like, whatever strategy is going to help you mentally get through mm -hmm. that, you just got to find your way. And, and, you know, be committed to the fact that you're going to have to really harshly, ed not harshly, you're going to have to really either in-depth edit what you write a lot or pretty much rewrite everything that you write during nano anyway uh nano is a first draft tool yeah it's and that's the thing about first drafts first drafts are you mapping out your novel mm -hmm. in, in a very in-depth way very very few people take a first draft and turn it into anything that they can publish you know that's a good point i'm actually going to go out on a limb here blackthorn city 8 and say that if in your first draft your idea doesn't change and your story doesn't become all over the place then it's not a first draft. I feel like that is sort of the point of a first yeah. draft is like you're taking ideas, you're throwing them at the wall, you're seeing if they stick, you're figuring out where it all blows up. Very few authors can just like get their idea out 
right the first time. Yeah. Um, and so what you're going through is super normal and it really is just kind of a coping mechanism of how you mentally deal with that because it's something that I think we all face, especially in that like middle sort of slump of nano. And seeing how that, how that honestly, the fact that you acknowledge that you notice that, yeah. like, you know, we always say self-awareness can be painful. It actually proves probably to your growing talent as a writer. Cause there's a lot of people who go, things go off the rails and they do not notice it. Yeah. Uh, so noticing that you're feeling that disconnect is a great thing because then you can look at and see like, well, why is it? Is it because I have 15 characters here and it's hard to keep track of them? Is it yeah. because like if you actually dig down into why you feel like things are all over the place, then you can learn about your writing and also make those notes, keep track for the next time around. And maybe the problem, maybe the solutions aren't even that difficult, you know, maybe. like maybe they're pretty straightforward. Maybe it's just like, hey, I'm writing in first person. It needs to be third. Yeah. Or like, hey, maybe I picked the wrong character as my main character. Or maybe it's like this character was motivated by X and I think maybe they need to be more motivated by Y. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ultimately those are pretty common things to, Very common, to yeah. change in a second draft. And yeah. so I think pinpointing, like Liz said, what what isn't working and what needs to be changed um, is is maybe a way to kind of mentally deal with that because it, knowing that it's not ultimately, you know, the end of the world to mm -hmm. have to like fix various things about your novel can maybe help you get through the rest of it. It sucks that I think a lot of our advice is, well, writing's hard. Yeah, I but mean... <laughs> it, I do think it's important to know that you're not alone in these problems. It yeah. doesn't mean you're a bad writer. It doesn't mean you have issues that other people don't have. It just means you are in a community of people trying to do something that is an art and that is difficult. That is difficult. And but there are, like we said, there are solutions. It's just we can't really diagnose something without knowing more. Yeah. But uh, maybe maybe a season four thing will be uh, diagnosing more specific problems. But for now, it's <laughs> it's easier to speak to the general. Yeah. But this was a great question. Thank yes. you so much for asking. I think it was helpful for both of us to oh, think yeah. about as well because I know that we're going to be facing these same kinds of issues every year. I get to a point where I'm like. This just feels different than I imagined. Yeah. And I know that's not quite the same as going off the rails, but it can be disheartening when you get to the middle. Usually you're on the middle of the month and I'm like, this just isn't quite what I imagined. Yeah. And part of it is because, well, yeah, it's always going to be better in your imagination. Yeah. Like you're never going to get it. And there are those few beautiful times in which you write something, you're like, this is better than I imagined. But that's not usually every first draft. Right. So so when you start writing it, it's, yeah, it's not going to be how you imagined because you probably imagined it with background music and your favorite actors. Cinematics. Yeah. yeah and, and all these effects. And now it's just up to you and your hand and your brain and you're writing it. And the, that doesn't mean it isn't awesome and amazing. It's just not going to be the exact same as it is in your brain. You know, it's funny. I just like equated. So, you know, my son is uh, 15 months mm -hmm. and he is just sort of getting to that stage where you can tell he wants to do something and he's limited by his ability to do it. You know, like mm -hmm. he wants to pull two Legos apart, but he's not strong enough. And so he gets really frustrated yeah. that he can't get the Legos apart. And I often feel that way about writing. Yeah. Like I have this beautiful idea in my head and I'm limited by the ability that I have to describe that idea uh -huh. with like mere mortal words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it can be very frustrating when you can't take this That's the art of it. thing that you have in your head and get it down on paper in a way that feels 
um, parallel. And I think maybe I understand my toddler a little bit better now. That's how speaking is for me. I have all these <laughs> thoughts and feelings in my head and then I get down to talking and I'm like, I don't remember. Like, that's how I feel. I really appreciate that you're admitting that on our podcast, podcast where we, where we talk. talk. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm working on myself. But then I also think a lot about what some of the early John Green novels were about, which is not idealizing something to the point in which you devalue it completely. Mm-hmm. Like, if you idealize this story in your head and you think of this thing and it's like, this is my novel and it's perfect and it's in my head and it's great. And if you do that to the point in which you just never feel satisfied yeah. realizing it, that can be an issue. And so don't hold something so highly on a pedestal in your head that any realization of it will be a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, because you're only keeping it from the world at that point. Yeah. So, and, and and you know, writing is more like sculpting than you think. You're going to have to add and subtract and, and mm-hmm. stuff later down the line. So don't let yourself quit. Don't let yourself keep a good idea from getting into the world just because you feel like you can't execute it perfectly the first time. Yeah, exactly. That's great advice. Hey everyone, it's Editor Liz popping in with a few quick announcements. First, a reminder that we have merch for sale now. That's t-shirts, totes, mugs, all in a variety of designs and colors. You can check out what we have in stock at bit.ly slash merch. Better yet, this week I'll be sending discount codes to all of our Patreon patrons. So if you have been donating or sign up as a patron between now and the end of November, you'll receive a code. Also, our Discord channel has exceeded all of our expectations since we launched it last week. A special shout out to Lucy, who is our channel mod and has done a lot of work to get us going. And to everyone on the Discord, thank you for being our writing buddies. It's quickly growing into one of my favorite online communities. Christina and I log on, chat, and do writing sprints with everyone daily. Honestly, it's one of the only reasons I got words written this weekend. Head to Twitter and follow the link in the pinned post to join. Now back to the show. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast when you should be writing because, yeah. you know, we should all be writing right now. We should be. Um, feel free to let us know on Twitter at How to Win Nano if you have any solutions for mm-hmm. what you do when you feel like your story's gone off the rails or if it feels all over the place. We'd love to hear any tips or advice that you guys have because you're pretty smart too. Mm-hmm. And you can email us at howtowinnano at gmail.com. And that's if you have any questions for future episodes, you know, we probably won't get to them this season, but our season this year was informed by questions that we got throughout the year. And that's usually how the cadence will work. So um, you could have a really big impact for the episodes we do for next season. Yeah, exactly. And you can also check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash nano if you want to get snippets of our writing, um, if you want to be involved with any other of the fun things that we do over on that channel, or to just kind of give us a high five for... yeah. Doing this podcast for three years. We don't, like, make money off of this. No. This is just a labor of love to help out our favorite community. Yeah, basically our Patreon uh, gets us, you know, got us our new equipment rather than using, like, super old broken equipment yeah. and also helps pay our hosting This fees. is not our day job. <laughs> if Absolutely <only>. not. <laughs> um, but anyway, this has been a great episode. Yeah. Thank you guys again. And until next time, keep writing.
<laughs> Sorry if you hear it. <laughs> this baby crying little, downstairs. Little kid. Um, I think.